Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. A very Merry Christmas to you. Welcome to Private Club Radio, this special episode broadcasting here on Christmas Day. Now, I am so lucky that I got to take a trip to the home of golf in St. Andrews. I took a train from Edinburgh up to St. Andrews, just a gorgeous ride through the coast of Scotland. One of the most beautiful rides I've ever taken. And I landed at the home of golf and got to speak with a couple special people in the world of golf and private clubs. Leighton Walker, general manager of Burford Golf Club, as well as Stuart Finley of Wales Golf. Here are those conversations. Enjoy. Well, I walk up to St. Andrews and head over to the 18th hole, just taking a stroll around. And what do you know? I see a beautiful shot from, I don't know how far, but maybe 100 yards or so, maybe less. 98. 98 yards. And it lands about six feet from the pin. And here I see, strutting up to the 18th green, Mr. Leighton Walker, general manager at Burford. And uh, just the man I wanted to see, I got to see him knock in the putt. Apparently, he had birdied three holes in a row, 16, 17, and 18 at the old course, shot even par. Leighton, welcome once again back to Private Club Radio. Thanks, Gabe. Great great to be back again. <laughs> it was in good to see much you. much different setting. <laughs> it's good to be live and in person with you. And like I said, awesome to watch you uh, make that last shot to finish your day. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that was a nice finish. Yeah. Um, just to, to play at St. Andrews alone is... Uh, nice enough, but to, to birdie the last three, that, that's pretty special. That's really cool. <laughs> First time playing here as well, right? It is, yes, yes. Uh, actually turned down around here uh, a few years ago and went and played a, a club up the road called Kings Barnes, which is a very good golf club in itself. Um, and thought one day, I'm, I'm sure I'll get back to the old course, and, and here I am. And uh, having played it, it was yeah, it was a real thrill. Real and we thrill. should note, also, you were not playing with your own clubs. You rented a set today, so that was pretty cool. Higher set as well, yes. I uh, haven't picked up a club for six weeks. Wow. Um, playing off of AstroTurf mats. It yeah. was, uh, there was a fair bit to, to get used to today. So if anyone needs a, a fourth for their scramble tournament, now you know where to, where to come to. Um, so you're here, we're here. Uh, you just, you're in the middle right now of a CMAE event. So tell us what's going on here at, at St. Andrews. Yeah, so, uh, Gabe, the, the CMAE is, uh, I guess, an offshoot of the CMAA, uh, set up in, in Europe to, um, uh, I guess, further the same interest as the CMAA in terms of providing education to, to managers and uh, maybe uh, people below manager level as well. Um, we've got an education program over here called the Management Development Program, which is, uh, I guess, based on the, the BMI program. Um, so this week we happen to be here at the MDP Golf uh, side of things, which is always run up at St Andrews in the first week of December. And uh, I think anyone who's been on it will, will tell you it's a pretty, pretty amazing week to be uh, getting educated, but uh, having course walks and, and playing, playing the golf course itself. And tomorrow we've got an, an academy tour. Um, it, it, it's a pretty amazing week. But yeah, really the CMAE is looking to educate its managers. Um, to, to a level where maybe they look to move towards the, the CCM qualification and that's where we're hoping that, that people go. 
I represent, uh, or I, I'm on the London and Home Counties Board for CMAE, so that's a, a region of the CMAE, um, and, and look after some of the education side of things there with a couple of other guys. So, you know, we're really looking to professionalise what we, we do over here um, and, and give our managers opportunities to educate themselves to a higher level, uh, get that CCM qualification, and hopefully that'll open up a lot more opportunities to them going forward. Yeah, fantastic. So you guys are here pretty much all week. What are some of the sessions that you've had so far that, that really struck a nerve or some things that were interesting for you? Yeah, we, we've spent a lot of time looking at the golf course and, and working with your, your course manager or superintendent. Um, the way the course might be set up, uh, competition administration. Um, we're also looking at sort of the member experience side of things. I think we, we get onto that tomorrow, working with your PGA professional and, and everything that's involved there. Um, so really quite a comprehensive week that's involved um, purely with, with the golf side of business. Um, we, we also run a, another um, module which is food and beverage uh, which, which covers more of that side of things and then we have MDP level 1, 2 and 3 um, but I guess in some ways this is this is the nicest week in the sense oh, yeah. that you get to <laughs> go and play the old course um, and have, have a tour of the old course um, and I, I think that's probably pretty hard to match really and as you can hear in the background people are popping champagne this is a, a lively event uh, people are enjoying themselves relaxing here after a, after a good day at St. Andrews Let's talk about just in general what's happening over here in the UK, Leighton, in terms of you and I were having a discussion prior to starting this recording here, but we were talking a little bit about how, you know, some of those middle clubs are, are things are changing very rapidly. So can you, can you speak to what's happening, changing here in the UK? Yeah, I guess, I guess Gabe is probably not massively different to the States in that, that maybe there's a, an element of clubs that are still doing very well and, and they probably always will. They, they've got a great product, they've got demand, uh, every, everything is, is going along quite nicely for them. But I guess some of the economic factors in the last 10, 15 years and, uh, and maybe some other factors have, have maybe hurt that group of clubs in, in the middle area really. And um, they're the ones that are maybe, maybe a little bit vulnerable and maybe having a look at the way that they do things, how they market themselves and um, how they govern themselves, the way they run their, their businesses really. Um, and, that, and that's where this, this sort of thing that we're doing now is so key and that we're, we're teaching managers to, to operate their businesses better. Uh, we're trying to professionalise things and I think we were saying earlier that now probably most times that a manager takes over at a new club there's someone that's come from a golf management background they're professional golf managers um, and maybe that's not always been the case in the past um, but ho hopefully that's going to change going forward so yeah we, we want to sort of pull upwards that, that middle section of clubs and, and get them to a point where they're thriving a little bit more and maybe not in such a, a vulnerable state. Sure. Um, and there's lots of factors that, that go towards that. Yeah, let's let's, talk, let's get into them. Mm. Let's get into some of the ways you do that as a, as a course that's sort of you know, churning there in the middle. What, what are some mm. of the ideas that, that, that are being brought to the table here? Yeah, obviously something very close to your heart, Gabe, is, is the way that they, they market themselves, um, the way they look to attract or, or retain members has, has become crucial. Um, I think improvement of facilities is, is a key thing. I think maybe clubs for a long time have, have neglected upgrading or, or improving facilities, and I think a lot more of them are, are looking at possibilities around that. Um, I think more and more people are looking for, for more than just purely a golf course. It, it's mm -hmm. got to be about some of those supporting facilities, clubhouses and practice facilities, right. what your pro shop's doing. And uh, 
and, and, and I think more and more clubs are starting to, to look at that, uh, getting that product in place so that their members are naturally going to be a little bit, bit happier. Our pints have just arrived, so we'll, we'll clink glasses here as we, as we continue on. <laughs> um, I, I know the UK is really golf-centric when it comes to the clubs. So when you're talking about some of the improvements that you're making, it really is, is factored around golf, it sounds like, with the practice facilities and things, or are people building the pools and the fitness facilities we're seeing in the US? Not so much that. I think some of your higher-end clubs will, will look at those types of facilities. I, I think it's, it's looking a lot more at clubhouses and, and the environment yeah. that they provide. Um, are, you, are you giving the best possible food offer that you can? You know, are you putting on great social events that people want to come and attend? Mm-hmm. Um, are you making that environment attractive for, for people to want to come and bring their families there? Sure. You know, um, so I think, yes, there's, there's, there's the golf course. There's always improvements can be made to golf courses. Practice facilities are probably being looked at more and more. But um, I think probably one of the key things for, for members now is having that clubhouse environment right. as well. Yeah, certainly. Certainly something we're, we're yeah. starting to look at as a club as well. What are some events that have worked for you or some ideas that you can share in terms of what's happening at Burford? I think we've just really tried to create a bit more of a social program that one is a bit more lively and that we, we have events that might cater to, to all types of people. Now you can pick and choose from those events. We, we might um, run an event that doesn't appeal to a certain element of the club but will, will to others. Um, it's, it's running more of them. Um, we, we've really worked with our head chef to, to provide a, a, a better food offering and, and trying to get people dining at the club on mm-hmm. Friday evenings or, or Sunday, what is traditional it, Sunday lunch. What does better mean? Is it, is it just uh, different options, a variety of types of foods? Is it sourcing it locally? What exactly? Um... Uh, yeah, there, there's a bit of sourcing locally. Uh, there's maybe providing a slightly more modern food offering, okay. um, improving the levels of service that we, yeah. we try and offer right. around that. Um, you know, moving away from the clubhouse, we're, we're looking at um, practice facility improvements at the moment. We're looking at building a big, big short game area potentially, um, and, and just starting to look at possibilities around that. Just providing as many facilities as possible we can for our members that they can come and utilise. Sure. Might not be for all members, but yeah. um, people can pick and choose from from those facilities if, if they like. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, were there any um, were there any events or Things that you put on this year or whatnot that just you know stood out to you as a, were really a success that maybe some other clubs can take and, and, and use yeah, it there. A couple of things we've done. We we did a, a jazz evening. Yeah, we ran a jazz evening this year for the first time, and cool. uh, it was well attended. And, and I think everyone really enjoyed it. It was a very relaxed atmosphere. Uh, jazz band playing for, for two, two, three hours during the evening, and, and just some really nice, nice food to go with that. Um, I think just earlier this year we, we ran a barbecue as well, where um, myself and uh, one of our one of our committee members were actually out there cooking the barbecue for people. Cool. And that was that, that was a good <laughs> night. We, I think that was that was enjoyed. Um, nice. But also we're trying to combine some of those events with golf. So we have maybe mixed social uh, golf evenings where um, it might be a nine hole competition, maybe involving juniors sometimes. Where mm-hmm. after that there'll there'll be a meal, and it's just sort of bringing different elements of, of the club together. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's worked well. That's yeah. cool. And you and I were chatting earlier about just the intangibles is what really makes the private club experience. So what are some yeah. of the intangible things that you're trying to do at Burford in order to just increase the level of service or uh, those intangibles? 
Yeah, I, I think we're, we're just trying to make people more aware of, aware of customer service and, and uh, maybe before that hasn't been uh, such a, an agenda that, uh, for the club. So I guess one of the things we're trying to do is just get people talking to people more, just yeah. you know, staff uh, communicating with, with members a lot more, um, you know, ask them how they're, they're around when, you know, call them by their name. Um, just, just some of those, some of those nicer touches that maybe haven't haven't been there before. We've recently had a new head professional started, and uh, he, he's going to be key in that. You know, sure. he's, he's just a, a good, energetic um, operator who will instantly sort of create relationships right. with, with, with people and, and get them talking and start conversation. And we want that sort of, uh, I guess, ethos to run throughout the whole the whole club, really. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a real focus for, for us at the moment. It will be over the next year or so. Um, you saw some of that here at St. Andrews. So mm. what was the experience like when you walked out and you said you were telling me a story? Yeah, it, it was great. I mean, from the, from the minute we went, and obviously it's very, very exciting coming to somewhere like this. And I think there was a lot of anticipation amongst the, the guys here. And we, we walked down to what they call the Old Pavilion, which is by the, by the first tee. Uh, where we were due to pick up our, our higher clubs for, for the round. Um, thankfully, they had a, a, a coffee machine in there, which was very welcome. It wasn't, sure. wasn't all that warm it's, it's this morning. It's pretty chilly right yeah. now, yeah. Um, so from the minute we walked into there, the, the greeting was, was fantastic. You know, um, people were asking how our morning was going and, and, and asking how we were looking forward to the day. You know, the higher clubs were there ready, waiting for us. The, 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 I was there to hand out our scorecards. You know, we walked across to the to the counter to get a coffee, and instantly a very warm, warm reaction. And, and right. you know, clearly here it's not just about coming and playing the old course; it's it's about uh, that whole experience. And, right. and and people are paying a lot of money for that experience, and and they've got a lot of expectation from that experience. Sure. But you know, happy to say today it was it was very much delivered. And yeah. and uh, I guess we can take a small part of that back into our own club and try and translate yeah. that and that's got to be useful I think that's so important so because that's what gets people talking and telling their friends and, you know you need to come experience this yourself because yeah, yeah. You know, it's different it's something, it's something well yeah it's more than just a round of golf isn't it this is an experience for right. people it's, it's um, something maybe they waited a long time to do and they sure. don't want to be disappointed and uh, I certainly wasn't today what's cool I think about it is you know it could be so easy to say okay we're St. Andrews you know we'll take your money you go do your thing and it's a pleasure for you to be here, right? Yeah. yeah. But if, you, to, but to really, you know, without having to to take that experience to the next level, mm. that's just so important. And that, again, to me at least, is those little those little tweaks that you can make can can really make waves because yeah, you know, get people talking and telling their friends about it. Yeah, couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So, uh, what's the future here of the CMAE and? Well, we're just looking to build on what we're doing, really. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's about just getting as many people into this program as possible. Um, maybe that's not just general managers. It's, it's moving down to that next level of manager, your food and beverage manager, your deputy managers, your course managers, or superintendents, um, and, and just educating them as, as well as possible. And just o- opening up opportunities, really. I think we were talking before, Gabe, that the industry is professionalizing very quickly in the UK you know maybe it's moved from an era of um, a certain type of manager coming into that role at the end of their career Um, now it's people that are you know we've got a 24 year old here on this course as a general manager of a club in in Wales Um, 
that's about as young as I've, I've seen <laughs> at a club. Uh, but, but that's the way things are going. Yeah. If people have the skills, if they have the passion, they're willing to learn. Uh, we want to help that here at the CMAE and, and push them along that road, really. So I think it's, a, it's really about professionalisation and, and getting people in, into these roles that are qualified and educated and have the skills and knowledge to, right. to be able to perform that role, really. And this course happens every single year here at St. Andrews. So if someone wants to uh, partake in, in what they've heard about today, they can actually do that. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, we, we'd be happy to see uh, any Americans that uh, might want to come over here and, and do so, or anywhere from, from anywhere over the world. Um, we've got a superintendent from Michigan here this week who cool. uh, is probably a bit blown away by it all, but seems to be having a, <laughs> seems to be having a great time. That's so, awesome. uh, no, certainly recommend anyone coming in and doing this week. That's, that's it's awesome. well worth it. Yeah. Leighton, thanks for having me up here. It's just nice to meet you in person and, and uh, spend no, pro- no problem. have a couple of beers yeah. with you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, and it's been a long time coming and great to catch up and, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Cheers. Well, next I'm joined by Stuart Finley, who is the golf development officer yeah. for Wales Golf. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's nice, right. To, nice to see you, man. <laughs> you. Yeah. So you, we're also here at uh, St. Andrews and telling me about the birdie he had at number eight. So yeah. what, was, what was it like experiencing the old course? For- yeah, it was amazing. It was a, it was a great experience uh, from start to finish. You know, the guys, we were welcomed on the first tee, which is what you expect at the old course. And, and I'm not going to lie, nerves kicked in on the first tee. And I, I found myself somewhere down there on the first fairway, which was, which was uh, <laughs> something in itself. Um, but then from there, you know, you can relax a little bit and yeah. manage to get a birdie on the eighth. That's and awesome. Then, yeah, finished third, which is great. That's really okay. cool. I know one gentleman yanked it into the into the street. So yeah, twice, <laughs> twice, twice on the first hole. So, so you, you, on the on the first. And then on the 18th, same place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he'll remain nameless for this episode. But anyway, I was really excited to hear about what's going on over at Wales. I'd love for you to talk to us about how uh, the future of golf is shaping up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wales golf has just gone through a big transitional period. So we've gone from being the golf union of Wales to Wales golf quite recently. So our new strap line is uh, everyone's game anywhere. So we firmly believe that the game is for absolutely everybody. Um, whether you're playing on the streets, whether you're playing in a golf club, whether you're playing crazy golf or short golf, whatever it might be called. Um, and But my main focus as a club development officer is looking at the business of a club and, and actually how are they generating more members, how are they getting more visitors, um, how are they looking at their business through food and beverage, um, and are they maximising what they've got. Um, and that's a difficult thing for clubs. Um, I think across the UK, in Wales in particular, we've been slower to catch on to those business models. Um, you, you know, coming in America, and I obviously listening to, to your show and what you guys are doing, it seems like that's there. Um, but one of my main uh, drivers, if you like, is around marketing. Um, and I, I enjoy that side of the business model. Yeah. How, you can, how you can entice more people into playing our <laughs> great game. You sure. Know? Today, St. Andrews is a great place to come and play. Everyone wants to come and play it because the history, but actually the smaller clubs are looking at how they can use good imagery, how can they use good messaging, how can they use the, obviously, online and social media to get more people into the game. Right. And it, it's changing slowly. Uh, it's, taking, it's taking us some time. Sure. Um, but clubs are listening. Um, do you see, do you sense, so in the, in the United States at least, there's a real... 
people kind of push push back from putting their message out. Yeah. They're kind of scared. They're like, you know, we're a private members club. We don't want to do that. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. How is that in Wales? Is it the same um, sort of, you know, old guard feeling that way? Or is it is that changing? I think it's changing. I really do. I, I think we have to change. I think if we don't, there's a real risk that some of these clubs won't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, so they're having to look at more flexible memberships. They're having to look at opening their, their golf clubs to local community. Um, they're having to do more beginner programs. Um, and, you know, it was really... We had a good impact last year. We saw 47% of clubs increase their membership figures. Wow. Um, Congratulations, yeah. That's, that's good. Um, is still means there's, still, uh, there's 53 percent you haven't, yeah. but still, uh, yeah, it's a positive step and, right. and something that we're working with all the clubs on. Yeah. Um, so you're bringing in some new software and technology as well to yeah. some of these clubs. So what do you see that's coming down the pike here that you're excited about? Uh, the, the one new thing that we've introduced, and it's funny enough, we're sat in Scotland and it's come from Scotland, is the customer feedback tracker. So. Cool. Um, that's around uh, surveying your members and surveying your visitors and actually asking them, what do you want from your business? What yeah. do you want from your golf? When you come when you come to St. Andrews, for example, you expect that you're going to have a good welcome, that you're going to hit a great first tee shot, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, that or at least the, the last yeah, putt. Yeah. <laughs> that's really... Yeah. <laughs> that the condition of the golf course is going to be great, but actually golfers want so much more they want somewhere where they can take their family they want somewhere where they can enjoy themselves feel comfortable and ultimately have a bit of fun right um, yeah. and that is maybe what's missing out of the game and has been in the past and it's, I think through the likes of yourself and, and, and people who are talking within the industry that's changing a lot. sure yeah if, uh, looking out at the over 60 clubs or so that you deal with in Wales, what are some of the more interesting things that clubs are doing out there or unique outside-the-box ideas that are coming out of Wales? Um, there's, I've seen a few. I mean, I wouldn't say they're out of the box, but they're, they're certainly moving towards more flexible memberships and, and being more flexible. Looking at the millennials market, for example, uh, which is that's where I, I sort of fit. Yeah. I stopped playing golf myself a year ago because... Um, I had a young family, I had a busy job. Huge time commitment. Yeah, a huge yeah. time commitment. And I, I moved from one club to another club and now I'm back into another club because that suits me. And I think clubs are latching onto that. Um, I've seen some clubs looking at more sustainable and how they can engage with the community through uh, the environment. Yeah. So we had one club which has got a, a bee sanctuary on site. Cool. And it uses the, the honey from that bee sanctuary to, to put into his menu. Yeah. And that seems to relate to younger people. Right. Like what club to, is that, by the way? Uh, Raglan Park. Nice. Raglan Park in, in Newport, just outside Newport. Cool. So those kind of practices, I think, you've got to learn how you can engage with a different audience. Right. Um, and again, it's taking time, but we're, we're trying to help them with that by looking at what workshops and education can we provide so we're here today with the CMAE guys so Club Managers Association of Europe so we ran one recently in Wales uh, we're also running workshops on marketing recruitment and retention and we're really excited about one in uh, with Kevin Fish who delivers on the CMAE program around customer service and actually what does the journey look like when someone arrives at your club how are you going to give them the best experience you can and that's where I think will make a big difference Absolutely right. Any big tournaments going to come to Wales here soon? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. We'd love to have it back. You know, we, had, we used to have the Wales Open, the yeah. Ryder Cup. Right. Um, 
Unfortunately, Celtic Manor, not unfortunately, they're building a massive conference centre. Okay. Uh, they have promised us that golf is coming back to Wales, but we just don't know when. Yep. Um, but we've got some great championships in ourselves from the amateur side. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, certainly, you know, you look at Ireland hosting the Open. Yeah, Royal Port Rush, yeah. Yeah, it'd certainly be an ambition for us, us to have that. But what's, what's on your bucket list? Someone's coming to... Uh, let's say I'm coming to Wales, yeah. And uh, Stuart, I want to play, you know, two or three courses and yeah. really experience the best of what Wales has to offer. Where am I going? I, I know they're probably all your babies. And we don't <laughs> yeah, want to piss be off careful, yeah. all the other people we don't yeah. mention. But yeah, who's yeah. up there for you? I mean, you got Royal Porth Hall has recently hosted the seniors, British Senior Open. Um, Bernard Langer won it twice in a row now, um, so that would be well up there. I played it recently, and I say it's a great golf course. You know, similar. The history of it is similar to St Andrews in yeah. some ways. You know, right. hundreds of years of history. Sure. Um, and then further down the coast, you know, you've got some courses like Ashburnham, which hosts the Senior British Open qualifiers. Southern Down, uh, Tenby Golf Club, and you go up the coast. You've got <laughs> there's so much to offer in Wales. Yeah. Um, but I think the coastal clubs are great, and if you come more inland, sure. you've got places such as Langland Bay and Swansea. So there's there's so much going on, so much going on. If there's one piece of marketing advice that you think could work for a club, not only in Wales but really anywhere, and someone yeah. gunned to your head and they said, Stuart, what can we do to really turn around our club? What, yeah. what would that be for you? Understand your audience. Understand where you sit in the market. Understand the kind of people who are coming into your business. Um, whether that be through club surveys, whether that be through speaking to them, whether that be through your online t-booking system, um, wherever it is, understand what their needs are and how you can then shape your business to to work around that, if you like. Right. Fantastic advice. Stuart, thanks so much for joining me, man. A very Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I will catch you back here on New Year's Day. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency, the premier marketing consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.